Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Thirsty Thursday on 1460 KXNO continues as we go north to Whiskey River in Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And now here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry and Brent Bloom. That guy's ripping you off. Time for another episode of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Tim Mullen's getting ripped off. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm telling you, I've I've said this many times before on our show, and I, uh, there are some good ones out there. Okay. Okay. Like I'm not. I don't, just like I don't radio, know what you're talking about. Just like radio broadcasters, there's some good ones, and there's some of us that are terrible that give everybody a bad name, right? Yeah, guys like Brent Bloom who I don't think show up to the show the, on time. I think that they're. The biggest like ripoff in the world is the financial advisor, like for what they take, like percentage wise, and how that compounds over the course of decades. Like they're costing you hundreds of thousand dollars in your retirement portfolios, and they're oftentimes getting kickbacks from mutual funds and stuff that they're in bed with with these other guys. And that's what I was just explaining to my good friend Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Welcome to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by. Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive, live from Whiskey River in Ankeny. I'm sorry, I'm just telling the truth. It's a, it's a dirty secret that not a lot of people want out there, but it's the truth. Now, not all of them are like that, but I would say a good 80% of them are. I, there's, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Index funds, there's all this low-cost stuff that you can do now straight from your cell phone. You don't need to hire somebody to do that. How's the the $10 you made playing war in Las Vegas doing in its index fund right Great. now? Great. It's, it's probably up gone to what, up by 13? 5%, and I made some compound on it, and we're doing we're, we're oh, rolling. Oh, so you're up to like $11? Yeah, but if you keep it in there for 30 years, what does it turn into? Welcome to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Program. I said that three times. <laughs> It's a bye oh, week. Oh man, it's bye week. It's bye week. Uh, the well, is, you know what you know what we Bloom do. Is Bloom just never going to be here on time this year? That's what's what I, going on. That's what I'm wondering. Usually, even if he's going to be pushing it, he sends me a text message. Does, no text message. He's from Brent completely Bloom. just cashed it in this year. Right now, I'm a little bit concerned. Is Brent okay? I I I, I want to know. Well, we're here, Brent. If you're out there, so listening. that means you're going to be entertained for the next hour. Exactly. And then we're going to throw it over to front row Joe Schmelka. And Andrew Downs, they're hanging out in um, the Front Row Sports Bar. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, I, I want to get yeah. that. The Hawkeye right. Bar. Yeah, and they're they're going to have the Hawk Talk from 7 to 8 here on KXNO. No better way to cap your Thirsty Thursday on 1460 KXNO with uh, the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show and the Hawkeye Nation Radio Show. This is a, a big night, if you want to think about it, for, it for Iowa State yeah. football. I'm David excited. Montgomery making his NFL debut. Uh, the assumed starter for the Chicago Bears, as I see Brent Bloom finally walking in the door uh, here at Whiskey River in Ankeny. And then Alan Lazar getting promoted up to the it's cool. uh, 53-man roster. It's bittersweet for me. I, I hate was just both of say, those teams. How do we feel about this? <laughs> we, I, want, I want David to run for 3,000 yards this year. I just don't want him to score any touchdowns against the Vikings. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that too. And I, as much as I love David and Alan and I want those guys to do well, I, I want them to lose... I want them to lose greatly when they play the Vikings, but that's okay. This is fun. We haven't really had this as Iowa State fans for really ever yeah. in, in my time. And Bloom can go back farther, and I'm going to toss it over to him. Welcome, Bloom. Hi, Brent Bloom. Um, 
is there ever been a time in your Iowa State fandom? I mean, Seneca was out there for a while. Sage was. Troy didn't really ever pan out in the NFL. Has there ever been a time where you're like, oh, I'm going to watch Cyclones on Sunday? Oh, man. Uh, Maybe it's five. Check, check. There we there go. There we go. It's uh, one of those numbers. Um, that Seneca, when he started for Sage had some. Sage had, Sage a, had a little a run. Bit of run for their while, and then Troy. I thought Troy would be the guy, yeah. but Troy had never really played. I, I bought like four Troy Davis rookie cards, thinking that yeah, this is going to be worth be a lot like, of money, and I this is going to be a keepsake, and it, it didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, glad we moved on to this, and you're not ripping eighty percent of financial advisors. Am I wrong? Like I, yes. <laughs> I'm sure people Dude, care about the statistics your statistics. Might be a little bit your, skewed, but you, I'm serious. You also believe in aliens and have uh, you not read? If you not read up well, on that, just, the amount of money you lose realistic. compounded hey, over years I off just, of that one percent. I just know and that I, it, the majority of financial advisors are are doing it for the right reasons. Please, yes, they are. You, stop. you, you are. Stop. This is another conversation Dude, we can have. No, I'll have it with you right now. <laughs> the 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 funds that they put you in are so much more expensive because they're generally tied and they get commission off of putting you into those funds. Are you, I could just go to an index fund you that's could. passive that will get me. You absolutely could. Yeah, and the, that, that and they, beats the market more, well more often than those mutual funds do. Why would I pay that guy a commission so he can get a kickback to they, put me in a they, fund that won't perform as well and is more expensive? They have extensive training and <laughs> education that goes along with it. They're not just guys that are throwing stuff around. Man, speak for yourself. I, I've, there's a, there's got to be my financial advisor friends are insulted by that. That <laughs> I would challenge them to come on the program. Yeah, okay. I bet they would. And I'd love to know how they're making their money. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting conversation to Absolutely. have. This is one of those deals that nobody wants to talk about, I, but, but underlying why, in that industry, they know it's true. So why 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 has this hit in the shadows until Chris Williams? Oh, it's it, it's not if you're doing your homework. We will be joined Warren by Buffett, any of those guys. They'll tell you the same thing. Cyclone fanatic contributor Jay uh, Jordan later on in yeah, the maybe program. Yeah, let's, let's ask Jay his thoughts on financial advisors. No, he, he's he's fiscal. with me, by the way. We've talked about you, this. Oh, okay. We so had, Jay's we a lawyer, so. Yeah, Jay yeah. knows. Well, they they know about using people's funds. Just put it in an S&P 500 index fund. You're going <laughs> to save a ton go. of money on compounds. Um, you're, you're, but, here's, but, okay. And you can honestly, do a total world fund if but, you'd rather do that. If you're just talking strictly your investments, but financial advisors do more than just put your money in investments. I mean, they can give you more of a complete picture. Of yeah, if I like stumbled to onto everything. a million dollars, I would hire one that I trust. Isn't the guy I, who bankrupted uh, Big now, Baller Brand? Wasn't he a financial advisor? So, again, if yeah, you and me and Jared right now, we don't exactly have the money that it matters. Like we're probably we're fine in an index fund. Correct. When you start talking about people that need the yeah, I would agree with that the tax yeah, like, those are the guys who are going to like the 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 ones who can only manage like half a million dollars and up, and the, those guys. So you're saying DMX probably has a financial advisor and at one well, point. He should have at one point he probably did. He probably maybe, uh, he, he's yeah. a guy who could have used one. Uh, yeah, that's at true. one point. I love bye weeks. Talk to Tim Mullen. He's the sponsor of the program. He's the one Does who brought us. an issue? Yeah. Okay. We were the one talking about this. We'll have a couple cold ones yeah. and figure it out. I, I just love how Bloom comes to the white-collar defense. Yeah. It's vintage I, while Bloom. he's wearing, you yeah. know, all dressed up. I work with completely gone. many successful Ivy called to business alumni that are very I'm sure they reputable are reputable financial advisors. I'm sure they're doing quite well oh, at man. the expense of others. Uh, besides... <laughs> 
besides how we feel about financial advisors, how are we feeling during the bye week? Have we gotten over the, I don't know the best way to put it, the hangover of Saturday a little bit, Bloom? You know, I, I'm going to let this. you guys do this. I'll be back and we'll do picks here in a minute. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. You've got to love Chris Williams. You just, you just never know. You just really never know. Maybe if you showed up for the show on well, time, we could have avoided all of this. I, I, I hear you. But, uh, so, thoughts on the game. And I haven't seen a lot of it, which which is good. I thought the way that score and the game went, you'd see some extensive people on the ledge overreaction. I haven't seen a lot of it, which I think is healthy. Because I, really, you know, I look at that game, and, and I'm, not, I'm not panicked whatsoever. So... I was panicked in 2013 when David Johnson ran for like 230 yards and right. Iowa State gave up 300 yards rushing to UNI. That's a panic moment. And guess what? That season, Iowa State goes 3-9. and nine. Yeah. I was panicked in 2016 when Iowa State runs for 51 yards on 25 carries against UNI in the opener and loses to UNI in Matt Campbell's first game. How'd that year t- turn out? Uh, not great. 3-9. and nine, Came on at the end, but again, not good. But this didn't really have hallmarks of a game that you would be panicked about. I mean, the defense was what they thought they were. I mean, they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. The defensive touchdown by you and I did not help the scoreboard or did overtime. But to allow, was it 3.5 yards per play, that was the same amount that Iowa State allowed against West Virginia last year in what is regarded as maybe the best defensive effort. Now a different opponent, but still really, really good. You and I could not run the ball as expected. That's a great sign. And then offensively, Iowa State was okay. They weren't good, they, but they weren't awful either. They still had 5.5 yards per play which would have been middle of the road of last year. They ran the ball fine. All the running backs averaged over four yards per carry. Yes, they gave up some pressure at some inopportune times. Got to get clean up some of that stuff, specifically from the tackles and the running back blocking. And you can't score 13 points in in, in regulation against you and I. Absolutely. But if you look at everything holistically, it's not a huge concern for me. I think this Iowa State team is what we thought they were before last week. The score and the overtime... It, it was kind of fluky in a way, but that doesn't. This does, that game does not change my opinion of this season, whatsoever. And I think it's good reason why Iowa State has remained a what three three and a half point favorite next week against Iowa. It's a Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. We do need to give a quick shout out to our friends at Carl Chevrolet. If you're looking to buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny and Carl Chevrolet in Stewart, the location in Ankeny, exit 90 at the Rock off I-35 and then CarlChevrolet.com, CarlChevroletStewart.com as well. I think the one thing that is this kind of annoying me yep. about the reaction to the game, I know Brock Purdy did a great job last season being able to extend some plays, being able to make some plays with his legs. Sure. Why are people pretending like like Brock Purdy is this guy who's like Johnny Manziel back there all season, <laughs> who was running all around, avoiding all these tackles, yeah. and then gunning the ball deep to to throw touchdowns over the top of all these defenses? That, that's just that's not that's revisionist history. It's not true. If you look at the long catches that Hakeem Butler was having, Most more often than not, it was they were coming straight from the pocket. Yeah. Both of them against Kansas were, uh, you know, the one, uh, the the ones that he had against Oklahoma, West Virginia, against yeah. Oklahoma. That well, was that from was Zeb no, Nolan. That was, that was Zeb. Yeah. Even Akron was from Zeb Nolan. That's yeah. what I'm like. This the idea that this is what the problem was for Iowa State's offense on Saturday. It's revisionist history. Yeah. It's fake news. So, I think what people remember was that Oklahoma State game. He, he made one in. play like that. He did, but it was rememberable, and he made two. He had the other one where he was rolled out right, flushed out right, and threw it to Akeem who made the, the touchdown, the touchdown yeah. catch, yeah, which yeah. was a, a great play, but you're, you're right. And then West Virginia, I mean, he did a lot of pump fake stuff where we'd get 
8, 10, 12 yards on scrambles, which wasn't what he was doing Saturday. And I think that was the, the weird part. I think it was by design, though. I, it, it absolutely was. The, what concerned me a little bit there, Jared, was obviously clearly runs that RPO stuff. Yeah. And the read option stuff is the heavy part of their game. And he never took it. So, okay, probably coached that way. But I think a couple opportunities, namely on those short yarded situations, where he could have kept it and probably got the first down. Now, it is what it is. He didn't. He clearly has been coached this offseason to be more in the pocket, which is great long term. But I obviously did not have, what, a play over 16, 17 yards. I thought it was like 22. Yeah, okay. Tw- the one pass to, to Landon to Akers. Akers. So yeah. that, and that's so your offense is going to look a little less dynamic because of that. I don't think that's because of no David Montgomery or and no Akeem Butler. I just think it's the way you and I was playing. Right. Where they were keeping everything in front, making Iowa State make a play. And unfortunately, it's the same philosophy that Bill Snyder has used for years on defense. Keep everything in front, and then you'll eventually chop off your own foot. They were right? playing Iowa State's defense, it which was, is a whole other it, different conversation yes, that you and I can get into completely. off the air. But but that's, uh, how, that's why Iowa State's been effective against yeah. really talented teams. Yeah. It's that same method. Eventually, you're, you're going to screw up. And Iowa State did. They had the penalties, and they had the turnover, and that really took a pretty decent offense performance and made it look very average or worse. But the thing, and, and this is where that offense that Iowa State ran, uh, or the defense that Iowa State runs, it's designed to make you have to do the. Uh, Jeff Woody he compares it to the like Chinese water torture. Yes, where yeah. it's 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 death by a thousand drops. Yep, and you have to be willing to sit there and throw do the it. ball underneath and let that guy let your playmakers make some plays, and you can't get happy and start trying to chuck the ball deep. Brock Purdy sees it every single day. When he starts seeing that defense, I would trust that he knows what to do. He kept throwing and, the ball underneath. That's why Deshante Jones ends up with 14 catches. And I don't remember anything being open downfield either. No, no, so I don't like remember a single you can't time. Throw it there if it's not there. And give Brock credit. He knew number, number one is not turn the ball over because yeah. you saw what is a great equalizer in a game like that was that turnover. I thought he played fine. It was it was strange at times. It was a little bit sleepy, but it just wasn't there. I, I, I thought the whole atmosphere was a yeah, little sleepy, was, I'll be honest. But well, it's an 11 a.m. kick. It's it just was, how it goes sometimes. And it was a, it was a grinder. Yeah. And Until the fourth quarter in overtime, then it yeah. became way too entertaining. But that's just kind of how that game For Iowa State to win a game like that is awesome. Yeah. Because it could have been disastrous. And now you're 1-0. I thought you got some things done. Um, sure, the score didn't look good, and you ended up falling out of the coach's poll. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. But you're still set up for everything is on the table for this year. And I think, you know, from a fan interest standpoint um, and an overconfidence standpoint, not necessarily from the Iowa football team, but from the fan base, I think this sets up okay in Iowa State's mm-hmm. favor. Yeah, there's no doubt that that atmosphere on September 14th will be anything but sleepy. We're going to bring Chris yeah. Williams back in here. We'll get Tim Mullen in here. Time for you guys to make some picks. You'll talk to the docs, and then later on in the show, we'll talk to Cyclone Fanatic contributor Jay Jordan about Iowa State football. We'll be right back here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station 460 KXNO. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156th and Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. 
flooring. They did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, board-certified and sports fellowship-trained orthopedic sports medicine physician and surgeon at McFarland Clinic in Ames. As an official team physician for the Iowa State Cyclones, I really enjoy the opportunity to work with athletes here in my hometown. My colleagues, Dr. Buck, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all levels, including sports injury evaluation and treatment, arthroscopy, surgery, stem cells, and PRP treatment. Don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. Want to work part-time while making $14.50 per hour? Perishable Distributors of Iowa, or PDI, a high V company, is hiring immediately for their warehouse located in Ankeny. They offer year-round part-time employment, working evenings and weekends, while allowing part-time warehouse selectors the flexibility to build their own schedules with a starting wage of $14.50 per hour, plus opportunities for incentives. If you like a flexible schedule, being physically active, and a fast-paced environment where you are rewarded for the hard work you do, this is the job for you. Apply today at contactpdi.com. That's contactpdi.com. Hey guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now. When I'm creating content for you at CycloneFanatic.com, it has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same-day, same-week appointments, and they are really good people, and they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey River's wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Cyclone Fanatics, we just had an awesome week in Kansas City following the Cyclones, who are the Big 12 tournament champions for the fourth time in six years. And later this week, Cyclone Fanatic will be on the road on our way to Tulsa to cover the NCAA tournament. 
Iowa State and Ohio State coming up on Friday night. And we couldn't do it without all of our great sponsors. And I want to give a special shout out to my friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. They've done so much for us behind the scenes at CycloneFanatic.com over the years and are a main reason why we are able to keep the site free for you so that you can follow your favorite team. The Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center, I use them for all of my healthcare needs. I actually had a bunch of you tweeting at me last week that you've done it too. You're being a man. You're going to the doctor. It's not always about you. It's not always about right now. you got to take care of yourself so that you can be there to walk that little girl down the aisle, be there to all those big games for your kids and your grandkids and all of your loved ones along the way. A shout-out to the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center, who are a presenting sponsor of Cyclone Fanatic's NCAA tournament coverage in 2019. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. All right, welcome back. It's Cyclone Fanatic Radio. We're live at Whiskey River in Ankeny. They're going to have that big uh, chili competition here all weekend. There's just like tents everywhere. Yeah. That's why I was late. Man, Ankeny? Like, can we get the construction under control? Let's figure it out. Seriously. It is. It is hellacious trying to drive Why across Ankeny We're doing right it all now. at once. Why are we doing it all at well, once? Well, like, if you live in Bondurant, it's right, it is, uh, it, you can't, like, we all three we live all, in Bondurant. Yeah, we all and, like, Go Blue yeah. The, yeah. the Go amount Blue of time Jays. it takes to drive across Ankeny right now is, it's incredible. Out of control. Uh, Tim Mullen joins us right now from Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive, the new and improved. How are you, Tim? I'm great, guys. How are you doing? I'd rather go to Clive. Clive's great. Yeah. Look, I a- love Ankeny's, Ankeny's good. They're just trying Ankeny's to make it good. It's just there's so much going on right now. Well, I came down magazine to oh. take the left into the facility here, and it was a nope. So, yeah. Waukee Clive figured this out way before Ankeny did, so they can handle some of the traffic out by the you Nebraska Furniture Marks. We need like four a lot. more roads in Ankeny. Yeah. You know, like main roads. And then it, Ames had that problem for a really Still. long time, and then they, they, they got, they got it done to control. Yeah. All right. Um, Timmy. What do we got going on in Nebraska? For, it's TV season, you know. I feel like TV if you're going to get a new TV, this is the time to get a TV. It is a great time to go, guys. What we're still carrying over is what we had going last week, which is save the tax sale, which I I can't stress what a great deal it is. It's a great deal. Seven uh, percent off uh, taxes where we're at, so you get that off the everyday low price that we have in the store. What we call the Mart price, which is whatever the lowest price is in town. We're still going to give you the save the tax off that. We don't bump it back up to give you the deal. Come on in and see us. Great opportunity. We've got good stuff going on in our, our window treatment area. Uh, you can have free major installation right now if you're looking for window treatments in your home. Uh, we got uh, you know percentages off on uh, countertops right now. But really, the TVs is the deal. We're back into football season. Yeah. We've got amazing displays out there from Samsung and Sony and LG and all of our other great brands. Come out and see us. we got everything you need to take care of the football season out at the Master Bunch Mart. You, you know what the clutch move is? So I, I cut the cord years ago before everybody else. Yeah, you, you were a trendsetter the, yeah, there. You were. But all these smart TVs now, you can get 
you can get your YouTube TV right on, right on the TV. Right on. Yep. So you, you can get the multiple TV setups in the basement they're, and the family well, room. Well, they're much better, too. The processors used to really oh, be yeah. slow in those, yeah, and boom. they've gotten a lot better over yeah, the years. Yeah, big time. They're, they're really good. The other thing, great thing about the store, too, is we've also got a bet, much better selection of home audio. Uh, we're carrying a lot of bows, a lot of Sonos out there. So, you know, what good is a TV if you can't blow your eardrums out on it? No question. Got to blow the whole those thing, eardrums, bro. Hook up the big sound bar, the surround system, throw in the garage, have your party every weekend with your boys, in your basement, whatever you got going on. All right. Um, Bloom is rightfully arrogant today. Um, mm. Bloom, we're, we we mm. each, Tim, went 2-5 and five yeah. in the picks last yeah. week. We spotted Bloom five games. Yeah. Bloom went 7-0. and oh. That's yeah. right. That's hard to do in week one. That's right. So I got to so, give you some props. At I, some although point, I do, I do say a pure, lot of that was luck. At pure some luck. point, Carl Chevrolet will sponsor me, <laughs> and not your luck. I'm just waiting for another. Yeah, week. it goes seventy-two percent over the course of a year, I am, bro. I am well above pure that at the luck. moment. It's I'm ready luck. to. Roll. I told you, it's legal now. I'm in. I'm invested. <laughs> he did say that. I have time. He did mention. Well, let's see. A, let's uh, let's. Yeah. This is a marathon and yep, not a sprint. Let's, go. let's dive in and. Week two. All right, Tim, you've got the game, right. so I'm just going to let you run the segment. No, happy to do it, gentlemen. Let's go with the first one. The only, uh, well, I, you and I might have a game. I apologize. But Iowa State with the weekend off. We have Iowa at home versus Rutgers. Uh, 20 points in favor of Iowa here. What do you got, Bloom? I, I, I think it's going to be right near the number, but I'll take uh, I'll take Rutgers as improved offense, getting 20. Getting I, 20. You know, the... The research on Iowa and being a double-digit favorite is actually quite go with the Hawkeyes, yeah. believe it or not. Yep, I believe it. I, I said today on, on Fanatics, and I, I'm going to stick with it, I think if this gets over 21, I would probably lean Rutgers. The fact that it's below, I'll probably play Iowa here, and I need to get a game on Bloom, so give me the Hawkeyes. Uh, yeah, also needing to get a game on Bloom, but... Uh, I just if you could make Bloom pick first every time, that right, would be let's great. Let's do that. I was working on it. Thank you. Uh, I just think uh, you know they had the first uh, quarter jitters last game. They started to work themselves out. They started to uh, assert their offensive line. I read a blog this week from uh, somebody from uh, Rutgers, basically saying, "Did you see how big their lines are? I mean, they're they're nervous. Their fans aren't even." Bragging about a chance. Their quarterback's here, so. interesting. He's a yeah. gunslinger. He uh, he's played Texas Tech, what? so we're vaguely familiar with him. But he threw three picks against yeah. UMass. Yeah. So you're going Iowa as well? I am going Iowa as well. See, I, and I, I can see it happening. I do think if if the lead gets extensive, we saw a little bit in Miami of Ohio game. Ferentz has never wanted to really you know, put it on you, although he, they did score one late. Um with Iowa State coming up next week, I wouldn't be surprised if they they pulled back a little bit, a little bit that's in a, the second half. That's a really hard game to pick. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't pick it. If I Twenty had. is a, you know, it turns out these guys in Vegas know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second game we have Syracuse at Maryland. I mean Maryland, you know they, you know was it seventy nine points last week they covered by so, uh, but Maryland uh, <laughs> a two point favorite at home versus Syracuse. What say you, C Dub? Uh, Maryland is the two point favorite. Syracuse is ranked. That is a strong, strong indication yeah. by Vegas to take Maryland. Uh, the The numbers are staggering when ranked teams are underdogs yep. against non-ranked teams. I am heavily taking Maryland in this one. I like it a lot. Boom. And I, I'm going strictly I, by the numbers and yeah, nothing more. I, I, mean, I have not seen either that's team That's a straight system play, yeah. as they say in the biz. No doubt. Um, so I'm going to go with that. I am concerned uh, that... The Howard competition wasn't exactly uh, stiff for Maryland last week, and 
you know, Liberty was better than Howard, and that's who Syracuse. How, how weird was that? Hugh Freeze coaching Bizarre. thing. Bizarre. Uh, he he. Sh- anyway. Yeah. I'll, was... I'll take I'll take the home team, but I I'm nervous. I'll, but I'll take Maryland. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna ride the Orangeman here, guys. Seventy nine nothing. Puffy chest, feeling like they did a lot of great things. Yeah, that's against what I'm really minimal competition. Yeah. Syracuse is a good team. Uh, they watched that and went, we'll see how you do when we get to town. I'll take Syracuse here on the road. Let's go. Next game, uh, a little old Big 12 action. Uh, West Virginia at Missouri. Missouri favored by 14. Bloom, what do you got? This is the other way to go here. So everyone's down on Missouri because they just got beat on the road at Wyoming. This is a rebound game. West Virginia is not very good. Missouri wins this by three touchdowns plus. I wow. am right there with you as much as I want to get a game on you. I think West Virginia... Um, I think they might be the worst team in the Big 12. I honestly think Kansas might be better than mm-hmm. them this year. Uh, and I, I thought that their under was a great play at the beginning of the year. I still love it, and I'll, I'll take Missouri, and I'll, I'll lay the points. 14. Got 14. Beat on the road. Give me West Virginia, gentlemen. I got it, not just to be contrarian right. to get some games yeah. back. but uh, You hate Missouri? Uh, well, they didn't show a lot. I mean, you go to Wyoming against a non-Power 5 team and you lose on the road. Those games are designed to go win and get your jitters out. Yeah, uh, but as you I, – I just – I hate those West Coast games. And I get it. It's not West Coast, but you're in the middle of nowhere. Pretty close. Wyoming, yeah. yeah. It, 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 who knows? Yeah. Actually, 14's uh, a lot. It is. That's like what Missouri, I'm looking at. I like Missouri a lot here. All right. Is boy, this the I, bloom lock of the week? Almost. Right All right. Almost. All right. Uh, fourth game, uh, we have Nebraska – uh, a four-point favorite yeah. at Colorado. The, I'll, I'll take this one. I see that. Um, actually, if I could play anything, I'd play the over at okay. 64. I, I, is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know if I'd take the side either way in this game, but if 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 I did, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Nebraska. I think that this line would have been much higher had they looked a little more sharp. Yep. But this was a game where it I I can see why people were excited about Nebraska. And I think that this is a 42-35 type game no matter what. So I think if they win, I wouldn't be surprised if it's by double digits. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they'd lose outright. But I will play the Cornhuskers and lay the four. Yeah, I actually like the fact that Nebraska struggled last week in this game because it, it, it gave them a little bit of right to focus. And Colorado's not back yet. I mean, new coach looked good against a bad Colorado State team. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Nebraska as well. Okay, I'm either catching up or I'm so far in the cellar. <laughs> That I will never come back, which will allow me to make the most ridiculous picks the rest That's of good. the year. But, but here's the deal. Uh, Nebraska had to have two defensive touchdowns and a special no, I, teams I, touchdown to right. win that game at home. I and, agree. And, and but, Scott Frost is the second coming, yeah. guys. They're back. They're they're going to win I, five national I, titles this I won't agree with you, yeah. I just I can't do it right now. And I, I don't know what they're going to figure out between last week and this week. And this is Colorado's, you know. It's, it's a big game. It's college. This is their Super Bowl. Like, yep. They want to be old Nebraska like they used to back when Cordell Stewart was there so bad. I'll take the enthusiasm of Colorado here at home to beat Nebraska. I think you got to factor in the amount of Nebraska fans that might be there, though, Timmy. Well, I it's going to be a pseudo trip. home game That's for this. That's a good road trip. All yeah. right, what's our ne- what's the next game on the next docket? game? We have Clemson at home versus Texas A and M. Seventeen and a half point favorite at home versus Texas A and M. CW, what do you got? Uh, give me the points. Yep. I, th- this game scares the hell out of me. The fact that the number is that high, it I it wouldn't shock me at all if Clemson if this got out of hand. But it's just it's Jimbo Fisher, seventeen and a half points. This was a close game last year. I think that the safe play here is to take the points. 
Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was so average in week one that he's just waiting to have a huge game in week two. But I agree. I I just AMs has enough talent to keep it within seventeen and a half, I think. Although it's Chris, you're right. It's begging they're begging you to <laughs> oh, take yeah. that game. I so, know what uh, they're doing. Yeah. I'll, 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 go, I'll go with A&M, too. And take it, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and take it, I will. Look, I get that, but Etienne had a great game, ran the ball like crazy. It's No, it's, they're great. It's they're Clemson. great everywhere. And here's the deal. I don't think A&M's that great. Jimbo Fisher's your coach. That's, he's, that's great. Yeah, that, that could very easily be 48 What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I, I just uh, I just think that's going to be scoring uh, off in there with Clemson, and I will gladly take them to cover the points at home. Final game, on This one is... It, this is the game of the week, probably. Uh, we have LSU. You what, know. what is, what is uh, going LSU on? LSU yeah. at Texas. Uh, is this a neutral side game? No. No, this is in, in Austin. Austin. This is in Austin. So LSU in Texas. LSU favored. I, Six and a half. I'm baffled. I'll go the head coach matchup it. and just take Herman over. Uh, I, I play is Texas. Is Les Miles? Is Les Miles still there? No. <laughs> I would play the Texas money line. Yeah, six and a half is a lot. That's uh, weird. Oh, uh, what weird. you what you do though is you buy the half and mm-hmm. you get it to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Tom Herman and I, I don't have the number. Listen tomorrow at on, on Fanatics and I'll have it for you guys. But him as an underdog as an underdog yeah, against crazy. the spread is just incredible. It's it's Tim. It's like the best bet you can possibly make in college football is Tom Herman as an underdog. So, so Bloom mentioned it earlier. Just if you're just going with the system and you're not trying to overthink it, you take Texas here. So I'll do so. If yeah. I were playing this for real, if I was out at Prairie Meadows or at uh, Wild Rose or something, yeah. I, I would buy the extra half point. Right. Yeah. To get it to that. But I, I, I do the hook think is what gets you, Bloom. Yes, I think it it's a good money line play because you, you went last year too in Austin, Brent. Oh, it's like, much better. The atmosphere is so much different than it was ten years ago, Night and it's game, improved. Fired up down there, I, and, and yeah. they're good. Like yeah. Texas is good. I don't get it. I'm I, confused. I, I like their quarterback better than uh, Burrow. I take Ellinger over Burrow. Yes. I take the yeah, head coach I'm, Herman. I like the atmosphere. So, so, so that concerns me that something that we're not thinking of here. Yeah. But yeah, from all accounts, I think I take the points. Yeah, I'm with you, gentlemen. I, I just I didn't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't either. I, I, I got, real quick, I got a good buddy at work, uh, Gary Osborne. He's uh, one of my warehouse guys. Pride of uh, Texas here. Oh, he's a big fan. Big here. Hook'em yep. guy. Good. Yep. Born and Hook'em raised, baby. I'm born I'll and raised. And uh, he said, uh, no doubter, Texas rolls here. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure there's my no man. hometown bias there or anything. <laughs> so, um, hang on with this, Tim. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk to our good buddy, Dr. Warmy from the McFarland Clinic. He joins us right now on 1460 KX, the Cyclone Fanatic radio program. Um, Dr. Warmy, uh, you've been in stadiums all over the country. The, the, are Bloom and I, because we're, we're, we're analyzing this Texas-LSU game because Iowa State doesn't play this weekend, are we over-exaggerating the atmosphere in Texas? Because it sure seemed to me last November when we went down there, Solid. it was like a whole different stadium. Did you did you get that vibe when you were down there last year? How are we doing, fellas? I, um, I'm pulling for Joe Burrow in this one. Uh, his, okay. his bigger brother, Jamie, is uh, yeah, he's a names guy. With. So... Um, Interesting question, Chris, because it's like a 100,000-seat stadium, but for whatever reason, um, when I've been there, it's been fairly quiet. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so I, I would, I'd rather uh, go see a game at Death Valley, I think, to be honest. 
Um, he that that place I felt like it felt different it felt than years different past. last year. Yeah, yeah that's did you go down there last year, Doc? No, I was actually out in uh, Maui with the basketball team. So, oh, oh tough, yeah. tough, tough assignment duty. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunate for me to miss that game. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed. I don't know, Bloom. Different. Like it it, the the music no, I, was I louder. With, the I agree with Doc on years previous. It was very sleepy. It's a little like they big houses the game. where yeah, it wasn't that great. Of a, out, but it was yeah. different. They were fired up for Iowa State because Iowa State was and a, maybe that was a real uh, threat. Uh, yeah, part of the Tom Herman effect. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Doc. But, but, I was reading the down there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. I was reading the press clippings this week on that Florida State Boise game, and I, I was reading about um, Florida State's coach was talking about cramping in first game and how it really affected his team and whatnot. And I, I I jotted this down because I wanted to be able to ask you about it. Is I, I felt like we used to see that a lot. Like, it, is there better technology? Do we just know more about that? Is Iowa State's coaching staff and strength and conditioning staff better at that than maybe it used to be? Because it doesn't—I I don't know—it doesn't seem to me like cramping has been near the issue in the last few years as it was maybe when I started covering this team in my career. So, I, I, great question, Chris. I would say that um, you know Corey Stringer and a couple of those high-profile tragedies heightened the awareness and just, you know, brought that issue to the forefront. And I would say across the board, college and the pros, it's it's less an issue now because it's such uh, a heightened awareness around that, to be honest. And they have, you know, every urinal has a, a color code for Kids to make sure their their urine is a hydrated color, the clearer, the more hydrated they are, kind of thing. Yep. And they are hammering them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get hydrated so that they're ready to roll on Saturday. And now this year the weather wasn't too bad. I don't know about right. I can't remember in your stats, but I think it's more of a heightened awareness to be honest. Yeah, that it certainly makes sense. I was. I was just interested too because I'm like, okay, Florida State, you're in Florida. Yeah, figured out. Like, I mean, if anybody yeah, should right. be prepared for the heat and well, stuff, they it should be. In it, yeah, so you're gonna be ready. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, Doc, uh, see, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut I you off. I was just gonna say it's, it's not like. A, I mean, uh, there are a lot, plenty of people out there uh, stretching their calves and everything towards the game. It's you know, the heat affects both sides. <laughs> so. Yeah, no doubt. But it, it did seem like um, Iowa State had a guy go down late. But I mean, the Cyclones. We've we've seen worse opening games with injuries, right? For sure, um, you know, and, and we're going to get, uh, you know, we're going to get all our guys back that played on Saturday, you know. So um, we're we're rolling, we're going full steam ahead, and uh, you know, kind of like the dehydration, heat, illness thing. I think that the staff and the um, strength conditioning people, are, you know, are taking good care of the athletes in the fall camp and then week to week as the season goes on. So. Doc, always appreciate talking to you. We will see you next week at the uh, Cyhawk game, all right, buddy? Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Doc. All right, Doc Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up there in Ames. Always good information from him. Yeah, love very, it. Very interesting at the end there. Yes, indeed. Timmy, uh, we're going to get people out and buy some TVs this weekend, all right? I appreciate Bye it, guys. 156 and Hickman, come out and Let's see us. Let's get we'll on out there, baby. Hey. Uh, Jay Jordan, uh, our football aficionado. 
uh, caught up with, uh, or, Jer- or Jared Stansbury caught up with Jay to talk bye week uh, hardcore football stuff. That's next here on 1460 KXNO. Hello, fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the forever true for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The cyclone energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus, too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156 in Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Want to work part-time while making $14.50 per hour? Perishable Distributors of Iowa, or PDI, a high V company, is hiring immediately for their warehouse located in Ankeny. They offer year-round part-time employment, working evenings and weekends, while allowing part-time warehouse selectors the flexibility to build their own schedules with a starting wage of $14.50 per hour, plus opportunities for incentives. If you like a flexible schedule, being physically active, and a fast-paced environment where you are rewarded for the hard work you do, this is the job for you. Apply today at contactpdi.com. That's contactpdi.com. 
Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues, Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! When it comes time for my friends and I to decide where we'll watch college football on a Saturday night, there is no better choice than Whiskey River in Ankeny. Whiskey River is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show again for the 2018 season and is the perfect spot for your get-together of all ages. Whiskey River's great food, satisfying drinks, friendly staff, and wall-to-wall TVs make deciding where to go a no-brainer for any situation. And don't forget, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Joined now by Cyclone Fanatic contributor Jay Jordan. What's going on, my man? Hey, Jared. Doing well. How, how are you enjoying the bye week? I know that you probably got your little bit of taste of Cyclone football and then it got snatched away from you almost immediately. I am uh, I'm thrilled for this bye week because bye week we can concentrate on the Clemson A&M game and the LSU-Texas game. I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a good point. Um, I, at being a former player, at, for you coming out of week one, would you rather play the next week, or, or do you think that this bye week comes at a good time for Iowa State? From a player's perspective, uh, it's annoying because you're in the groove. You finally get to play after a long time in camp and now it feels like you're back at camp again so so it's annoying uh as a player however after the results of the game uh i think there's probably a little bit different um level of intensity from the players and probably looking forward to it uh, in order to be prepared and from the coaching perspective i think the coaches probably uh are in hog heaven and think that this is a great thing um given the uh extended camp period that this bye week provides. I think the thing for me that really stuck out from the game on Saturday is that it it feels like as much as you know, man, I don't even know how to put it. As much as Iowa State was making these self-inflicted mistakes and they weren't able to get the ball in the end zone and, and obviously there's a lot of things that people are frustrated with, I feel like a lot of the mistakes that they were making are easily correctable because it's almost like they were just silly mental errors am i am i off base with that you think yeah and i don't i don't know that they were silly mental errors it's hard to pop them all into one category uh some of them were effort errors uh where where the players just went a little bit overboard um in in the effort they were they were doing but i I think there's an important note about the mistakes is that it's and i I didn't say this uh in writing so i want to say it now is the mistakes were situational failures. So, and then I think the sh- mistakes were shared by, by maybe players and maybe on the coaches a little bit too, but, but those mistakes came at crucial points in the game, uh, third and ones, fourth and ones, uh, after large games. And, and the larger point isn't that first and 15 is an insurmountable. It is. 
but if you've just achieved a 17-yard gain and you got called back, it's such a momentum killer. Uh, it's hard to kind of kind of retool your your sequencing that fast on the fly. That's why those penalties matter, uh, even though there were only five. Um, and some of the other mistakes that we saw, yes, correctable, absolutely correctable with discipline that this program's known for. Um, that's why I've advocated throughout the summer that this bye week is a is a valuable thing for a team like Iowa State, and given the way Iowa State usually starts seasons. Can this be especially valuable for guys like Brees Hall, Johnny Lang, uh, you know, Kane, Sheldon, guys who have obviously seen the field a little bit, but they're getting their first real major time on Saturday. And then, you know, you wrote about how they maybe were missing some cutback lanes and stuff like that was was getting that opportunity to get out, get some film and get up against a real opponent. Could that be as valuable for them as it is any other position? Yes, and, and more so in the why of what they missed is, is when the coach gets them in the room, there's so many opportunities to, uh, for teachable moments about here's an extra two yards that you missed because you didn't break this arm tackle. A lot of times breaking an arm tackle or getting through there, some guys can, some guys can't, but a lot of times that is, that is because you're braced for it when you're running through traffic, and I felt like our guys weren't as much. Sheldon was, but Sheldon's the most experienced of the crew. And you saw, you know, late in the game, Sheldon run through some of that. Um, nobody's going to do it like David did, because David was special. But but I saw Brees Hall from his first couple of carries um, go down very easily because he wasn't expecting to be hit to begin to run through some initial contact um, as he understood what type of pace and strength was required uh, in the early part of those run plays. So, yes, I think each of those guys will benefit greatly from uh, being able to see that on film and get coached up uh, for the intensity level of the next game, which jumps um, up exponentially. I think the guy that a lot of people are – I wouldn't say disgruntled with, but they're they're wondering what you know where where he was kind of at a little bit on on Saturday, and that's that's Brock Purdy, especially when it comes to Brock Purdy using his legs, and and we saw the one time when he did do that, which you know he was able to to score a touchdown. But I also want to I think that we need to maybe pump the brakes on this a little bit, where it's not like last year Brock Purdy was running quarterback power or anything like that, what you see Texas doing with Sam Ellinger, or you even saw Iowa State doing with Joel Lanning, where they're running him on design runs all the time. It, it, am I off base for thinking that? Like, I, I feel like Brock Purdy did stand in the pocket quite a bit last year, even though obviously he did make some pretty dynamic plays with his legs. I, don't think, I can't think of that many opportunities that he had to do it on Saturday that he was really like out of character. Is that, am I off base with that? Uh, no, you and I did a nice job with the disciplined rush, and, and given the fact uh, that our tackles were allowing that rush, uh, he didn't have a lot of escape escape routes just on a practical basis. But I'll take you to the discussions you've had over and over again with uh, your partner on, on the podcast, Jeff, Woody, uh, and even some comments of my own, where what we wanted to see out of Brock from a progression standpoint was the ability to stand with calm feet in the pocket, read a progression and deliver a ball to an open guy. That's what we wanted to see because last year 
we had a guy who would panic and bail early. He would buy time because he was talented at it and either run or pass. And that created some, some plays and opportunities down the field. Uh, but a lot of that was youth and playing without an understanding of everything that's going on around you. I think what we saw last week, and I'm not discounting some sort of hidden injury or just a pure limitation on what his orders were, uh, but I think what we saw is a quarterback who was reading the field and calmly doing so and then delivering the ball. UNI's defense gave quick early reads to the places that he placed the ball uh, with the plays that he was given. And I'm not sure yet. I have some doubts and some questions like everybody else. Uh, we'll definitely see very soon. But I think what we saw is a guy who was making his progressions and delivering the ball calmly from the pocket where there were open receivers. And that could be a very good sign moving forward. And that's where I think we're seeing some of the progression of Brock just as a, a college quarterback is – you know, he's not going to do anything that's or not force anything that isn't there. You know, people are saying he always oh, didn't throw the ball down the field. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. There wasn't anywhere for him to throw the ball down the field. And, and, and I know that, every, you know, there's people saying, well, man, they really miss Hakeem Butler. You could just throw the ball down the field to him. Hakeem Butler is like a generational talent in the uh, as far as Iowa State football goes. And that I think it's hard for you for anybody to sit here and be like, man, they, they aren't going to be able to throw the ball down the field this year because Hakeem Butler's not there because Northern Iowa wasn't in any way giving them an opportunity to do that, even if they had wanted to. If we had Hakeem Butler, they wouldn't have thrown it down the field because Northern Iowa had them bracketed and double teamed on the outside edges all the way for, for the entirety of the game. Played, you saw it in the, in the article that I wrote that, that set, and they used that midfield robber to cram the middle and um, and push to the outside where there was just too much traffic. If the quarterback's trying to make a read in a short period of time and there's a ton of traffic, he's not going to try to wedge it in, or at least Brock isn't because Brock doesn't have quite the gunslinger arm or mentality uh, that other quarterbacks who might force it down there. And I'm glad he didn't. I didn't want to see an interception. The one turnover was bad enough, but um, – but he took took what was underneath, and a couple of times they did manipulate that defensive look and, and drive it down uh, um, for a catch. But I don't think even if Hakeem had been there, um, you would have seen that type of field stretching play just because of the defense that that Northern Iowa was running and the way, and more importantly, the way they were executing it, uh, which was in a disciplined manner, creating traffic that caused him to have to look to a secondary and uh, tertiary reads. As far as the defense, I think a lot of people were surprised to see Orion Vance end up being the, the starter at the, the Mike linebacker spot. What did you think of the play of that, of that group of linebackers? And uh, do you think that there's you know, a lot of room for, for further growth where those guys can continue to, to be major playmakers? Yeah, Marcel was Marcel, uh, which means very good and very disciplined on the edge. Uh, I think we're going to see Marcel continue to make some big plays uh, just because of his approach uh, in the offseason. I have just zero problem with Vance in the middle because he's very good last year. I wondered, um, you know, at so many schools these days, kids like that are in that transfer portal as fast as they can because there's a lot of schools that could use his services. Uh, but the fact that they're they're putting him on the field in a prominent role is, is really exciting. I thought uh, Rose had 
some adjustments um, he probably needs to make to get more comfortable out on the edge and in space. Um, but he was still incredibly productive uh, and forceful, and I think they probably got a wrinkle or two uh, in, in using him out there on the edge. And then the backup guys, I think Homel's super uh, strong. But, but yeah, Orion will get more more comfortable in that role. He's, he's a sideline-to-sideline side guy. Um, and, and Rose, I think, as he feels better and more comfortable in space, and I, I think he will. He's, he played on the outside in high school. So um, I think he's got that in him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have moved him out there. How can we complain about having two all Big 12 caliber guys? Well, three, because Marcel already is. Um, um, out there on the field at linebacker. And you, you made a good point um, earlier. We saw what eight to nine tackles from all three of those guys. Yeah, I mean I, they sure. were they were the three leading tacklers for a team. I mean those guys were were all over the field. Uh, that's that's what we, that's what you want. Yeah, so definitely, especially when you've got a, a defensive line that can wreak havoc the way Iowa State's can. All right, last thing from me, man. Uh, if if you had to peg one thing here during the bye week that you would imagine Coach Campbell and the staff are are really harping on with the team going into, obviously, uh, you know. An important game, at least to the the folks that are outside the program next week. Uh, what what would you guess that that is, and and what do you want to see shored up, you know, before the Hawkeyes come to town? Um, I think two things that they're working on. Number one is just discipline in the margins, like Coach Campbell always talks about, and and he's right. And and what that means primarily is going to be cleaning up uh, technique and assignments. Um, with the offensive line. I thought the offensive line had a good game, but um, I know that's not a popular opinion, uh, but there's still a lot to clean up there. Uh, but he's going to do the same with, with everybody. Um, there were some sloppy tackling uh, at spots on defense, and uh, from a route perspective, uh, there may have been some issues and some loose routes or bad recognition uh, on the outside that prevented some of the downfield shots to be taken um and then we've already talked about the running backs but each one of those things are just very fundamental those are individual period type things to work on and i think they're going to spend some time on that then secondarily uh or maybe primary is they're gonna they're gonna have a plan and they're gonna have a plan for the team that they're playing and and they're working very hard to implement that with uh with great particularity all right, my actual last thing. Who do you got in Austin this weekend? I had Texas, but that running back situation down there just scares the crap out of me because um, it's going to be a very physical game. Um, I think the folks that discount their home field advantage are, are mistaken. It's much different than it used to be down there. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Big 12 team and the home team and pick uh, – is LSU favored? Yeah, I think, Chris, is LSU a three-and-a-half-point favorite? Six-and-a-half-point favorite for the Tigers. Bad gum, but I'm picking a big upset for the Longhorns. Yeah, I don't know about that. Six-and-a-half, that's a, that's a lot of points for a, a home dog. But All right, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, brother? No problem. Take care. That was Jay Jordan, Cyclone Fanatic contributor here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. We'll talk to you guys again, same time, same place next week, 6 to 7 here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.